from the Oscar-winning screenwriter of 12 Years a Slave comes television's next great groundbreaking drama. I'm trying to find out who killed our son. One crime will affect so many lives. You need to be the voice for people who do not have a voice. American Crime, series premiere Thursday, March 5th at 10, 9 central on ABC. And experience the weekly American Crime podcast hosted by Elvis Mitchell with an inside look at each episode. Subscribe now at podcast1.com slash American Crime. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Yes! I hear this song in my sleep. Since you just said that, I feel the same way. Hey, everybody, welcome to After Buzz TV. We are back. Black Sails. No, you don't need to fade that music out. You just keep that music right on a rolling. <laughs> just let it play. Probably the whole episode, if it need be. We are here for episode number 13, or if you're counting, season 2, episode number 5. I'm your host, Ryan Hooks. You can get me right there at the Ryan Hooks 92 on the Twitter and the Instagram. To my left, Lauren Salon. Hello, everybody. You can find me on Twitter at Lauren Salon. Looking lovely as always. I kind of missed the double so wave this week. Oh, my double wave. I there like we the go. brown lips. Hey guys. <laughs> and another exciting moment here in our Black Cells panel. We have another panelist joining us Woo-woo. to the left, left, Jamie Elias. Hi, guys. You can follow me on Twitter at Jamie S. Elias. Thanks. <laughs> sure thing. Good to have you. Hey, thanks. How's it going over there? You know, hanging out. Couple of good-looking brunettes good. on my table. I like where this is rolling. <laughs> Call me Jack Rackham, if you will. Oh man! All right. Okay. So I want to know because last week we talked about this, and last week we all agreed that the episode was a little bit slower, a little bit diplomatic, and this week was not. As no. Well. So what did you guys think this week? Tell me all about it, Lauren. It was not so. I. Definitely didn't see that no coming. No pun intended. Okay. Knew it. I set you up for that. Didn't see that coming. And Again. Oh, gosh. <laughs> stop it. So I think we all thought that there was going to be an epic battle between Flint and Vane, but we ended up getting a, another big reveal that was equally as exciting and shocking, I think. I know. I feel like they set us up with the Flint and Vane battle, and they just threw something else at us. I feel like everything that I know about this show has been like shocked and shattered. <laughs> I feel like my whole world has been turned upside down. I sat there after the episode thinking to myself for like probably 20 minutes, like, what does this mean? Like, for everything. <laughs> and I was just like shocked and taken aback and trying to put it all together. Cause then I later watched the episode a second time and everything that happened at the end was like hit so hard throughout the episode. It's because of our preconceived notions of what was going on didn't make any sense. But now, like, going back through it again, it was like, oh my god, that's like, totally hoped. <laughs> Duh, he's clearly doing this, and this is working on, he's hitting on him, and this is... I know, everything made sense. It all yeah, made it all sense. Came together. My whole life was right again. <laughs> it shattered, and then But at the same time, home. now we're <laughs> lost. We're a little I, confused. I'm so confused by what this all means for everything in the <laughs> island, and everything else, and the reasons behind things. Because mm-hmm. I thought I knew, and now I don't. <sighs> 
We'll put you back together. Who am I? (laughs) We'll put you back together. I'm going to take a deep breath and bring it back in. (laughs) Let's bring it back in. All right. Let's uh, let's talk about some other stuff because we're going to come back to that. And that's going to be probably heated, heated Heated. debate here. (laughs) Buttons are going to fly. Oh, It's going to get crazy. So Billy Bones is still back. In case you guys forgot. Oh yeah, and he's I'm I'm ready for him to like wash his face and look, stuff like that. He's look looking like a little sexy crusty. Billy with his, the yeah, cut off sleeves and well, he's a little crusty and chapped looking. I know. You know he's so needed though. There needs to be some kind of mediation. I feel like everybody's so there's so much animosity built up towards their captain, even though he's still their captain. I think Billy should come through and hopefully do something for well, the crew. You know, and I like throughout the episode because it's we just got little bits of him and Silver, and Silver is basically explaining everything that's happened in the last few days since he's been pushed overboard and you know basically telling him why he's still captain and what what silver's role is in all this and how it all works for his advantage you know i like that he reminded him remember you're still the same guy that in episode one lied about the page that he pulled out of singleton's pocket that was blank to justify everything and like the bigger picture and you know billy's been into that since the start so mm-hmm. yeah but silver tried to keep him a secret too though i don't i i feel like he tried to keep him a secret because he thought that hey bringing him back on board might cause more problems for flint than you know no, but i think now he realizes that billy's on the same page or but, or he realized billy people like him but people like billy more so if he kept billy a secret and then billy came out in the open i mean people are going to be more upset with silver than they would be if he would have just said hey right billy's back well yeah. and and silver does say you know there's i've found that there are two people needed on a ship somebody to tell people what to do and somebody to tell them why and silver the why guy and he as we see tells billy why he needs to keep him a secret and why he's following flint in the first place because the eye is on the prize the gold it's all about the gold hey you know what before we talk about that gold i want lauren to tell me a little bit about this awesome new show on abc so we've got a really cool show coming up abc's groundbreaking new tv series american crime which premieres thursday march 5th at 10 9 central obviously on abc and it looks so intense it's a crime drama looks like it's going to be pretty nuts which i keep saying nuts all over drama murders what you know there's political undertones racial gender all sorts of things felicity yeah it looks a killer cast as well so and much like we do here, after you've watched, be sure to sh- join film critic and radio personality Elvis Mitchell, host of the American Crime Podcast, as he takes an in-depth look at the ABC show each week. And like we do here much of the time, the podcast will feature candid conversations with show creator and executive producer John Ridley, the Oscar-winning screenwriter of 12 Years a Slave, which was a killer movie so we know this tv show is gonna right right gonna deliver and they'll also have conversations with talent discussing the latest episodes carry storylines and other timely topics much like we do here in after buzz tv so go to podcast one.com slash american crime to subscribe to their podcast yeah for sure and then while you're over there don't forget on podcast one you can also get other after buzz shows yeah so you can definitely check that out and make sure you watch american crime on abc when it premieres on march 5th at 10 9 central yeah watch it we're gonna be doing it <laughs> totally looking forward I've to DV- it i've already set my dvr yeah i love watching tv i love watching intense thriller tv it's getting too, crazy so. Get, gonna be good let's get back to the intensity of this week's episode <laughs> right. are you kidding me all right so 
That I mean, that was pretty much sums up Silver and Bones, right? We don't need to go back to that. We, we good? Is everyone yeah, good? Are we, good? Are we all on the same page? Is everyone cool? I loved. I love Bernard's little comments throughout. He's like, "So why? What's going on?" He's like, "We like him." Oh, Randall. 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 Bernard. I was like, Bernard. Who's Bernard? Sorry. Well, what is this Santa Claus? By the way, going back to the episode where he screamed, Silver was trying to figure out if he was a genius or if he was just kind of insane. I fully think he is a genius and he understands everything that's going on and he's a master manipulator. When Silver's talked about using him, like he's like he tells me things because people don't know he's there. But I Mm -hmm. think I think that even though it's Silver uses him to tell him things. I think that he has an ulterior motive by telling Silver things. I think he is a bona fide genius. Yeah. Well, no and I, I know he... I, mean, <laughs> I feel like because of Randall's position with him missing the leg now, if he didn't have Silver there to help oh, him, exactly. then he would be gone. He wouldn't be on mm-hmm. the crew Absolutely. So, so he needs yeah. he needs Silver. I love that episode where he screamed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I said it before in the table read for that. Like Everyone lost it when, yeah. they, when they first oh, re- so read good. the script. Because he's like, Rah! that's what I'll do. All right, so uh, Eleanor Guthrie and Richard Guthrie are back together. Mm. It only took uh, several episodes. I'm glad to see Richard Guthrie back, you know? I yeah. Like, I like Sean. I'm glad he's back. Subsequently, Sean will be joining us here in a couple weeks on the uh, podcast to talk about some of the stuff that's going down with Richard Guthrie and the island of Nassau and all that good stuff. Very so exciting. we look forward to having him here in the <laughs> podcast. Yeah, and so he wants to partner up with Eleanor, which obviously she's very skeptical to that because he kind of... Well, he wants to broker a partnership more right. than anything. So he feels there's opportunity. Yeah, and feels like, you know, Underhill turned them down, essentially, because he doesn't feel like Eleanor's trustworthy and that she's got to diversify her portfolio, if you will, and offer more things than just stolen pirate goods. So, I don't know. I'm interested, I'm interested to have a conversation with Underhill when he comes... Because I feel like they're going to introduce him. Right. You know, and have us meet with him and talk about everything that's going on. And why? Because and Richard even said that he said no, but he was angry because he, he wanted his to say yes. yes. <laughs> Just like Max. Oh man. Oh man. <laughs> Says no, but the eyes said Great yes. Segue. Oh man. No, go on. Keep talking. That's you. Uh, with Max, or are we going back to Richard? No, okay. we're, we're talking about Richard. All right. I mean. I don't know. I have a hard time reading Richard because I feel like in in a couple episodes he's trying to do the best thing for his daughter, and he's um. Telling, why can't I remember Mr. Samuel? Mm-hmm. Mr. Scott. Mr. Mr. Scott. Scott. I'm sorry about that. Mr. Scott, and he's telling him, hey, you need to do this to protect my daughter. But again, he betrayed Mr. Scott. But it seems like he has his daughter's best interest. But then he goes back to the money and keeping himself safe. But it's the same thing that she does, too. She always sacrifices people she loves for her overall goal. I don't know. I just, I'm confused by him. I felt like there was a very different approach to his character now than there was before in the previous season. Uh, and he's very direct. So it's all, I felt like there was a... I didn't feel like they were fa- uh, father-daughter. I felt like they were business partners. Mm-hmm. You know, And I feel like that's probably the nature of their relationship now for mm-hmm. the rest of the season. Because, you know, he was betrayed by her and everyone else and sent off and been held captive. And now he's kind of working his way back a little bit. But at the same time, she doesn't trust him. He doesn't trust her. He really wishes he had a son. You know, mm-hmm. and it's all, all gone to hell. So... I, yeah, can, I like that approach, really. And yeah. that that moment was, like, tender in a way, even though it, he was admitting he was kind of been a jerk her whole life. You know, yeah, I did want a son, but you look how good you turned <laughs> out. Look at all the things you that you're awesome. doing. So I like you, actually. So good. So good, Eleanor. <laughs> yeah. So good. I'm so proud of you. And But she, you know, I think that she feels that a little bit, and she's not willing, you know, she's not jumping and saying, okay, Dad, let's be teammates, you know, partnership. 
but she's kind of open to a partnership with him down See the road. Happens, yeah. 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 And then, you know, when she pitched the idea of Underhill, because what they need to be successful in Nassau is his help. Mm-hmm. He There's a lucrative business that needs to be achieved, and they need someone that can help them. You know, selling, again, stolen goods isn't going to work forever, especially with how it's panning out and the golden age of piracy comes mm-hmm. to an end, so to speak. So there needs to be that transition to make Nassau successful. Mm-hmm. Luckily, it's a beautiful vacation destination. <laughs> yeah. If the shipping thing fails, they have something else lined up for them. Oh, people will be I lined wonder, up to go. I want. Do you guys think that Flint might start to pursue more righteous paths now that he's kind of with what happened tonight? You know, maybe try and help turn NASA into something. I think bigger? that that kind of died with yeah. that ship has sailed no i think Excuse it is the pun. as soon Listen, as gay pirate thomas, jokes are not necessary no. show, okay i'm sorry keep talking no about it's us. okay as soon as thomas hamilton was sent to the asylum mm-hmm. or i think that he kind of turned black and all of his I, yeah. I don't know and again i feel like we're gonna see like his character development and how he became what he is right because of what happened to his lover but I don't think that he's gonna end yeah. up being a good guy. I don't know. I, I don't. Oh, I don't. I don't really think so. But you never know if he like feels nostalgic about Thomas and decides. Well, maybe we'll do something. I don't know. Just throwing it out there as a that was possibility. Way off topic. He has his guy. He's curved. <laughs> oh, he sorry. Oh, he just geez. hit a left curve, and we're just lost. <laughs> sorry, Eleanor and Richard. We're not talking about you guys anymore. The Guthries right, are out somewhere else. <laughs> Literally gone. Oh man, it's fine. Uh, but yeah, let's go back to Eleanor Richard before we get. We've, <laughs> okay, we've got a lot to talk about, and I know you're excited to get there. But just <sighs> settle down. All right, hit us, hit us with Eleanor <laughs> and Richard. Settle down. What else you got over there? I'm just saying that I feel like there is a partnership that's going to be set up in the coming weeks uh, with everything, and it's going to be good for Nassau, and it's going to then transition to a lot of the other things that are going on. Uh, and we even saw that in this week's episode when Richard and Eleanor were talking. A guy comes in and Eleanor like handles business and then gets back to the conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, you can see her just working all the time. Yeah. Do you think it'll be like a subplot? Like there's going to be them chasing the gold and trying to find the gold, and obviously you see Jack, and then Flint's going to get back into it um, if he doesn't die. <laughs> um, but do you think it's like going to be a subplot that they're just going to be handling business on Nassau? Yeah, I mean they, they did that before when they were off early in the season. They had all that stuff going on with the the community of pirate lords that they have brought together that are shipping for them. And that's like the Nassau going ones are different than the shipping and getting the gold. But you don't think anything that they talk about is going to have anything to do with the Spanish gold? You think that's just going to be completely omitted? Well, you know, it's interesting this week. uh, There was a scene where, so let's get into this because they're talking about the fort and they've been attacking the fort. That's how the episode started off pretty much. And we see them, you know, blowing up the wall and essentially they go on ashore. There's a scene where when they get ashore, uh, Captain Horningold and Flint are talking. They're talking about keeping all of the men on the beach, and they're talking about how they don't want the information about the gold to get out. But, you know, Horningold explains that it doesn't matter if it gets out, because by the time somebody gets there, figures out where it's at and all that, they gotta first get out of here, then contend with the ships that are gonna be out there, and plus, get the gold. But there's a, a, a moment where Horningold doesn't care, isn't concerned about the gold at all. He's like, I just want to get my fort back, and you want to get your gold. Mm-hmm. And so it was interesting to me to see that his lack of concern for the gold when it's really just he's using Flint to get his fort back. And Flint's using Horningold to get the gold. So there's like this weird partnership in the pirate community where I think they all are looking to the bigger picture. Yeah. 
Flint's still looking at the gold, but everyone else is looking at other things. Everybody has their right, and what they want. everyone's always looking at who that person is that's going to help them get to whatever they want. And sometimes it works out that they have a mutually beneficial relationship, like this so one. But conveniently, it you have the man of war, or the badass pirate ship on the, <laughs> the world, and it's up there blowing up the castle. Yeah. You know, look at that. How convenient for everyone. <laughs> So, and we get a little bit of a plot, though, when they're in the castle with Vane. Um, you know, he's telling him to keep Abigail Ash safe, and essentially he's going to go off and handle some business. Yeah. Oh, he says, you know, we can't, we'll get attacked by the body, like, endlessly, and we can't fight the body. We have to go for the head and Oof. cut it mm-hmm. off, which, with Vane, he could mean that very, very literally. Oh, he does. And he, yeah. And then stick it on the beach. Yeah. And then I'll put a note <laughs> on it. Somebody else angered This guy pissed Vane. me off. <laughs> Charles Vane was angered and solved that problem. I like Charles Vane, but I also like have a, a soft spot for Flint, especially after no. this episode. He was so many emotions. I yeah. feel like I was like such a emotions everywhere. Man. He is a complex man. And he was up and he was down. I know, but I love Captain top, Vane. Bottom. <laughs> Stop. Knew it. I knew it. <laughs> What? Oh my goodness! I didn't have to. I'm sorry. Oh, but I don't know. I I hope he makes it. Vane? No. Well, I hope Vane makes it. I hope they both make it. There. I they mean, will. I know. But for now, I like shows that I feel unsafe about what might happen. to Oh people. yeah. Never know like, who's gonna get killed off. Exactly. Each week, it's like who's dying today. It's it's exciting because it just sets stuff up. Like every week, you're like, okay, okay, something's gonna happen. What's gonna happen? And you're waiting for something to happen. If it doesn't happen, you're like, oh, okay, good, nothing happened. And then like oh, next week, your mind's blown, and your world is set upside down and shocked and destroyed and rebuilt. I'm saying it's all about it's all about it's all about setting all that up. So we also get a good little bit this week uh, with Jack, Ann, and Max. As, yes. as we learned. Well, I mean, I've been saying for like two weeks now that, hey, you show every other sex scene. Why haven't we seen a glimpse of this three-way? And we finally did. The episode started with it. Yeah. So I was pumped. like, oh, here it is. <laughs> so <laughs> There it is. I wonder if, and this is just throwing something out, because some actors are very comfortable with nudity and sex scenes, and some mm-hmm. actors are not comfortable with nudity and sex scenes. And I wonder how uh, Aunt Bonnie's character, Clara Padgett, who plays her, how, like how I feel like she maybe of them is the one that would be uncomfortable as an actress. Mm. And like that's what the scene where she got naked, she was very like shy and turned yeah. back. But uh, who knows if that's her? Right, or her, if it's a character, right. right, right. And I just wonder if that's possibly part of the reason we haven't seen it yet, or. Because Anne doesn't seem like she's, like, sexy. She doesn't seem like she's a sexy character. She uh, seems kind mm-hmm. of like a protector and, uh, I don't know, and shy and, loyal and shy. Yeah. And they talk about, you know, her exactly. past and getting raped and, you know, yeah. how she finally decided to stand up for herself and then became this badass pirate. Historically, as a real life, was a badass pirate mm-hmm. as well. So it's interesting to see that dynamic. But yes, and then there's a little jealousy going on because Max... Yeah, and- very interesting. <laughs> Max finger in Jack's mouth and Jack's like, wait, what's happening? Okay, cool, I'll go with it. And Sure. Why but not? Anne, not really okay with it. Nope. How the tables have turned. Mm-hmm. And- Interesting how that's all <laughs> playing out. I'm actually the thing that I was most disappointed about this entire week is they didn't finish the drawing of what his pirate flag is going to look like. <laughs> yeah, the whole time I was but like, we'll God, see I can't wait to see. It, what? And I, you know, what? I guarantee it's going to be because and she was maybe working on what it's going to end up being. It's going to be the traditional pirate with the swords crossed behind the back of the head. Yeah. Like, that's the symbol. Well, and I was reading somewhere that he... Obviously, we know a lot of this story in the show comes from actual historical events, and that Jack is kind of credited with creating the Jolly Roger 
pirate yeah. Yeah, flag sign. I feel like that's what it's going to be. Because yeah. if you've looked at the other flags, they don't have... Every flag has been similar. So, like, you know, Flint's flag is the skeleton standing up, and there was another flag uh, when they were on the beach, and it was knives on either side. And so I feel like his is going to be that traditional, iconic... Right. iconic mm-hmm. Yeah, Jolly Rogers is pirate with uh, knives are behind the head of the skull. Right. And it's going to instill fear. Mm-hmm. And then, what does that say about Jack's character? Like, is he going to come out and be some badass pirate that just takes over everything? He or? was a ca- he was a pirate captain for a while, like, historically. So, you know, he pirated the ranger for a hot minute. So. Yeah. We'll see what's going to go down. I'm excited. <laughs> That's the thing I was most excited about this whole week, though, in that little bit. And they kept talking to Charlotte and all that stuff. So, but we also find out then that his new crew is uncomfortable with a couple of the th- oh, things ladies. going on. They don't like girls, pretty much, Apparently. is I mean, they what like it girls, comes down they don't to. Like yeah, they don't like girls on their on the level. Ship. Yeah. <laughs> this, this show is scratching so many surfaces know. of, you know, gender sexuality, equality. gender equality. I mean, we're getting out of control. Right. And they basically say you have to pick Max or Anne. And he chooses Max. And Anne is pissed, understandably. I mean, I was kind of pissed at him. But, he wasn't even mad at him though. She she just got straight up, and I was like, "Oh man, I don't know where Max is, but she better start yeah. running." Yeah, I'm interested to see when they meet up again and what that's going to be like. But and I get from Jack's perspective, and this is probably because I'm a guy. What, why he did what he did? Because you know it makes sense that they need leads to go on treasures, and then when they get treasures, the people are going to be like happy with him, and then he can now reposition the fact of Anne joining the crew, right? Right. You know, big picture, it makes sense. And that's yeah, what he said. Yeah, and I, I got his reasoning behind it. I honestly didn't think, even though they had in the beginning with him and Max having a little flirty eyes together. I mean, more than flirty eyes, let's be real. But, um. <laughs> I mean, he, he wasn't having sex with her. He was no, just like touching her. Right. And looking into her eyes. Well, you know, anyway. No, go on. Um, I didn't, I didn't think that that got to him. You know, no. I think, I, we know that Anne has been, Manipulated by Max, and Anne knows that. Jack knows that, and I think she was getting jealous, not just because they were having some sexual connection there, but maybe because she was a little worried that Max was trying to manipulate him too. And I don't think that his decision to drop Anne from the ship temporarily was based on manipulation by Max. I think he was, you know, Definitely. thinking it might give Max a little bit more opportunity to manipulate him. Though. Right. Right. Um, but no, I for sure don't think that yeah. it had. I don't think that. he. I don't think that'll work. I don't think that Jack is naive enough to trust Max to let her mm-hmm. manipulate him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. I, and again, I, Jack is a great character because he's sort of in a situation where they have the ability to go a different way with him, and he can be kind of funny, and he can be kind of back and forth, and in these situations that the other characters can't be. Yeah. So, so I like how they keep doing that with him and kind of putting him in these weird sticky situations that are kind of awkward. And like, yeah. Well, like he gets up right in the middle in the beginning, like, oh, oh. I guess we overestimated time here. Yeah. Walks out naked. And he's naked, you know? covering himself up, <laughs> watching the castle get blown up. I agree that that is interesting. All right, so let's get to it. I know you've been waiting and you're waiting and you're waiting. Flint. This whole is that what we're more than half out? a good chunk of this episode, I would say a third of the episode was flashback scenes yeah. this week. Like there were big long and that just little bits like they have been there were big long flashback scenes. And now we know why that why they've been so important and really what the whole purpose of them was, which Yes, that's right. Captain Flynn is gay. Yeah. It's out now. He's out now. Literally the pun is out of the jar. Go on. It is. It's okay. I, you know, what's funny is I, I was watching, and I, I, I sometimes make predictions. I'm at home watching that I often don't bring in here, and I say things that are kind of obscure. I actually was 
at home predicting that I thought that Thomas Ash was gay. And I thought the reason that... And I, here's where I was going with this. I thought that Miranda and Flint were having an affair. Mm-hmm. But the reason that Ash was okay with it is because he wasn't even interested in Miranda to begin with. Ash and, or Hamilton? I'm sorry, Lord Hamilton. Okay. You're, I'm sorry. Yes. I was like, what? Ash too? Oh my Ash gosh, is what gay. No, maybe. We'll find out. <laughs> Who knows? He has a kid, though. So, I'm sorry, Lord Thomas Hamilton. Yes. I'm lost yeah. in a world of... My world is shattered. I'm sorry. It's turmoil is burning up inside of me. I'm sorry. Lord Hamilton was gay. And the reason that he was okay with Miranda and Flint having an affair was because of the fact that he wasn't interested in her mm-hmm. at all. And mm-hmm. that it was, you know, he was just fine, cool. You, we are, we are a thing in society and we have to be this thing because it dictates by the law and you know, titles and all that stuff. You keep doing whatever you want to do. I'm fine. I'm just going to keep doing my Don Quixote thing and worry about what's going on. Right. And that's all. Yeah, I kind of figured there was something else going on there. They had some sort of special arrangement because it did seem like he knew about all her flings and mm-hmm. didn't really have a problem well, with and, it. And now, let's, does does she have flings? Have these things really been her covering up for him? I like her mm-hmm. more now. We were talking about this a little bit earlier. I think that because you know what she was going through, how she was, maybe she was in love with him, and she said she was in love with him as well. But there were more of a friendship than there was obviously a romantic mm-hmm. relationship. He was okay with her seeing other people, and she was his cover up, and she was okay with. I mean, not obviously not okay with having the stigma of being a whore, but I mean. She that's what everybody thought she was a floozy. Yeah. And that she got blamed ultimately when oh, they exiled. But, the house every but night. She, yeah. she was very forward and aggressive with Flint. So who knows? But at the same time, she's not getting it from her husband. So she's looking for well, other. I mean, that even I was saying it when we were talking about this before the show, the whole aspect of going back to early in the season when they had sex the first time we meet her and they're at the house and Richard Guthrie's there. But like Flint seems really not into it. Yeah. Well, clearly he's not into it. But like that just, it shatters my whole world. I know. It makes more sense. It makes me like her more because at first I was like, man, she there's something going on with her. She has to have ulterior motives or something. There's something weird there. But yeah, I think that she really does love Flint. I just think that she's trying to help him more than anything right. be who he is and be okay mm-hmm. with it. Mm-hmm. No shame. Right. And that we saw in the book. The, and they showed it twice. Yeah. And they, they oh, so a, sneaky the, of them. Just tricky little boogers. And even I watched it the first time looking. Like after yeah, when I, went I rewatched back. it and so yeah, and intentionally covered up. And her hand is on top up. of the book where it says James and then, you know, has the, the no, no, shame below and TH signed on it. You know, and it's the Marcus Aurelius book that Aurelius book that we have known about several times. We talked about him and that impact of Marcus Aurelius on these men and how, you know, they have to be humble and have to, you know, be, have origins. And then also how the women have created Marcus Aurelius into what he's become. So there's all kinds of implications with the, the books that they use, which I love. I talked about this before. Yeah. Every time they use books, I like to go in and like research what oh, the book awesome. is about so and what it means and like yeah. why it's influential to how they've been developed. You know, the writers killed it. Inside the book, it said, my truest love, no, no shame. And I was reading up on the Marcus Aurelius book mm-hmm. and right in like a, um, talking about themes of it, it said the only way a man can be harmed is to allow others' reactions to overpower him. And that's what the book that was shown kind of says, and it says so much for Flint's character because that's all he goes off of, and that's mm-hmm. what we've been learning over and over is that everything that Thomas Hamilton wanted him not to be is kind of what he's become. Right. All, right. He cares about what everybody thinks about him, and as a character, that's who he is. Yeah, and that hypersensitivity to other people's thoughts and whispers makes so much more sense now. Definitely, you know, absolutely. Because he has to really be careful who knows 
that side of him. What he is and how he's become that. I know, mm-hmm. but he said he had no shame. That that part I was kind of confused about because later on she was saying, um, telling him that she that he shouldn't have any shame for who he is and that he should accept who he is. And he was like, I haven't had any shame. The only thing that I'm ashamed of is not being able to save him when I had the chance. Yeah. And so for him to say something like that, I'm like, you, you kind of have had shame. I feel like you've been carrying something with you this entire mm-hmm. time and that's what's making you fight so hard and that's what's making you move and do the things you do and make the move you move. I don't know. When she said, you know, she made that comment about you've been fighting to, just for the sake of fighting so that you don't go crazy with the things that are inside of you mm-hmm. that you've been hiding and these monsters and demons that are living inside of him, you know, that have basically created who he is. And I feel like that that's a good analogy and that he's fighting against himself, you know, and he, I'm sure he'll continue to fight against himself because there's nothing he's going to be able to do. You know, even getting the gold isn't going to satisfy what's going on inside right. him. And he, all these other things, you know, it's not going to work out for him in the way that And he we, can't, can't exactly, like, come clean to all his pirates. Mm-mm. You know, that's not something to be like, cool, man, <laughs> I just know, do you. I know, <laughs> like you were talking about earlier, it's so weird that there can be so many bisexual and lesbian female characters in the show, and it kind of be looked over and not really thought about, but yeah. the stigma of being gay as a male in the show would nope. ruin him as a captain. Mm-hmm. It's interesting with the sexuality connotations. Have you ever seen the movie Stardust? No. So there's a movie called Stardust, and uh, Robert De Niro plays this boat captain, but he's like this flaming gay boat captain, <laughs> and he tries to hide it throughout the whole show. But everyone on his crew knows that he like cross dresses and like is in there like putting on makeup, and then he's always like ah, and his men are always like ah, and there's a scene like Captain, we know you're a fruitcake, you know, and Aww. it's like they've known the whole time. I just felt like that. I just imagine Black Sails like that. <laughs> at, the, at the end, there's a scene where yeah. Flint's like, Arr! and all the men are like, we know, Flint, it's fine. I'm sorry, that's a little tangent, but I, just, oh, I thought about that when I was watching this as well. Check out Stardust if you haven't seen it. It's a great movie, Claire Danes. <laughs> Sienna Miller. You know. oh, oh, man. It's a good cast. Yeah. It's great. It's based off a comic book, cool. a graphic novel. It's really good. Anywho, back to Flint and his <laughs> homosexuality. But yeah, I, and I agree. There's, it's interesting the way that the stigma is, and I'm sure it's based on the period and I mean, everything now building up to it, but this aspect of being a man and what being a man is all about, what it entails and how protecting people and all that. And, you know, by no means would you see Flint in any less light as a character or like the strength that he has. So it's, it's cool to, they're kind of dabbling in this dynamic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought it was a really interesting move on the, part of the show and the writers to do that because he is one of those you know much more like hyper masculine characters that you you know if if it was jack i don't think we'd be as surprised by it based on his character but you know having the kind of macho character be the the gay one it's you know it's really interesting so i'll i'm very curious to see how this where it goes yeah Yeah. what's going to happen in the next couple weeks no for sure. I mean, and, you know, we, we obviously, Marina goes and talks to him, and this comes out because he's telling her about Abigail Ash being at the fort, who subsequently will also be joining us pretty soon on the panel. <laughs> Megan Young, who plays her, we'll be happy to have her, just so you guys know at home. Um, but the, basically, the idea of the, pursuing this NASA and this goal is get her, take her back to her dad in the Carolinas, possibly help everything that they were trying to do before could possibly still happen. Mm-hmm. You know, now that there's no war with Spain and all this other stuff that's happening. So, 
could happen. And I want to kind of see what happened to Abigail Ashett's dad. Like, how did he go Where from did writing? He go? Yeah, how did he go from being in such an alley? Because he had to have known what they were covering up and why they were being exiled. And he had been okay with it because he was offering their help back in the flashbacks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but he went from helping and, and being okay with the pirate plan to giving them amnesty to persecuting and hanging pirates or people that people just... People that just have stolen that, goods. Exactly, yeah. that just have stolen pirate goods in the ship. I don't know. I want to see how that happened and I, where he took his turn. Yeah, I totally agree because you love him. I, I mean, I really like him in the flashbacks. Yeah. He seems mm-hmm. like such a like cool good. character and a good guy, Mer- you, know? you know? Virtuous and moral character. Exactly. And they talk, we talked about that in the episode where, you know, you've seen his virtue and you sat there and talked about morals and what this means to pardon these people and, you know, you're helping lives and you're creating this island and you're doing good for people and they talked about that a lot mm-hmm. and what, uh, you know, Lord Ash will do for that. Right. And now, you know, in the present time, he's kind of a ruthless anti-pirate guy so he's probably become like the other governors who are able to get bribes and make money on the side because they are just you know they can do whatever they want because there's no law there yeah but he seemed like he had such good morals you would hope so (laughs) so yeah i'm I'm excited to see uh abigail ash's character develop because they're going to start elaborating on her more in the next few weeks i'm sure Mm -hmm. and we're going to get because she's obviously either going to be in captivity i think she's going to be liberated personally they're gonna get her out. I think she'll choose to stay. I don't. I just have an inkling that she'll choose to stay. I, I mean, who would want to leave Charles Vane? <laughs> that's First what off. I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Be in Charles Vane's dungeon any day. That's just fine. I'll Listen, be your guest. here's your next Fifty Shades of Grey spinoff. <laughs> oh boy! Absolutely, Zach McGowan, you are dreamy. Oh my goodness! In case you didn't know, in case oh. I didn't tell you last time I talked to you, you're still dreamy. Speaking of him, I was reading. Sorry, back to Charles Vane being gay. I was reading um, a lot of the cast was co- talking about the big huge reveal and he had a quote that I thought was kind of cool he just said it further justifies his character to show his homosexual relationship and the fact it basically made him a pirate I think it's awesome so he was just doing an interview and talking about how it's so cool that because he was gay he became a pirate I don't know I thought that was really like a spin that I didn't think about I think it's pretty cool I mean what else are you going to do when you're gay <laughs> no, but I mean... L- Lumberjack and pirate are the first pairs no. to my mind. <laughs> but he's such a strong character and I know. his homosexuality I'm sorry, I have to it. make jokes. That's you how I handle what? awkwardness. It's all right. <laughs> it's my coping mechanism. I'm sorry. It's just what I do. All right. Let's keep on keeping on, shall we? So, yeah, in, in, in these flashbacks, so they keep... We've been alluding to that because that was a good chunk of this episode. You know, we get the scene after and the scene where they first show them is right after the dinner scene mm-hmm. when Flint stood up and you think he's defending Miranda. Yeah. And I, I still feel like so much of this, I don't, I'm so confused because I, well, I want to say all this stuff has been on Miranda's account. And I feel like a lot of it was because he like stood up and went to him and then they kissed. And I think it's on both of their accounts. I think he loves both of them, obviously very differently, mm-hmm. but I think he cares about Miranda a lot. So I do think when he stood up to Lord Hamilton, it was in part because he had just called Miranda a, a whore, whore you know? I was, I was a little, um, surprised that they had that moment with Miranda still in the room, mm-hmm. but obviously she knows. But no, I feel like that was the first time. Like that was a, yeah. to me a flashback of the very first time that they explored that. Right. So it wasn't even like they had been having some relationship up until that point. No, I think that was the first the first moment as well because you can see Flint's a little like this is weird. He, yeah, he you're looking of, at me a long time and then, you know, cl- you touched space. me yeah. and now <laughs> we're kissing. No, Miranda's just I kinda don't like she, that, Yeah, she was just sitting just... across the, from them. <laughs> 
cool. I guess Go I would have too, though. I would have been like, all right, that was just fine. Well, yeah. she she had to have known he. Was, oh yeah, she, she I'm had sure to, she knows for and sure. I'm sure there have been other handsome pirate ish <laughs> men, pre pirates. Oh, there goodness. are a lot of handsome pirates in this world that we live in. <laughs> The world of black sails. There are. We're getting lost. Okay, yeah. sorry. It's, no, it's getting out of control. It's fine. I get it. And but I, and I like too that they that he alluded the thing that he's most ashamed of is leaving. You know that he didn't stay. He didn't go and try to help Thomas because he was put in that prison. And the reason they're going to say is he went insane with the fact of his wife's affairs. Mm-hmm. You know, and rage and all that. That he didn't actually go after him like he wanted to. That he yeah. listened to Miranda. Yeah. But yet he continues to listen to Miranda now through the last however long they've been on the island right i think he's being a little spiteful and kind of blaming his situation on her when it's not necessarily you know it's it's very much on him as well i think it's very much on him and i think it's a matter of circumstance situation that there's probably nothing they could have done anyway like Mm -hmm. had he gone you know and done more because and we saw in the scene where he's with the admiral uh and he's trying to pitch him the idea of using the navy to go to the island and then we find out that you know earl uh, Alfred Hamilton is there and they're discharging him because they know what he's done. Yeah. You know, and I didn't really pick that up. I thought it was the affair. And then when I went back, it was like, oh my well, gosh, you're talking about the fact yeah. that Heyman is there. Like, this sounds very serious. They're like, what you've done. All the undertones, I know, like, right? I didn't pick up on them because you're, you know, again, you're so stuck in the idea of the fact that Flint and Miranda are doing something. Flint and Miranda are doing something. And this is what they're talking about. And I'm, you missed it. I missed it all. I don't know. If, if you guys at home saw it and. <laughs> You picked up on it, then let me know. I want to hear about it on YouTube or Twitter mm-hmm. or something. Tell me. Yeah, I, I didn't. I missed it. I didn't get it until they kissed. <laughs> well, I was like, like I said, wait, I, what's happening? I had, what? I had the inclination that uh, Lord Hamilton was. Like, right. there, there was a reason that the stuff with Miranda was fine. But man. I'm, yeah, Flint. I'm blown away. Being a part of that. Blown away. I kind of saw it. I know. A what little bit. I kind of saw it a little bit. Just their fir- the fir- very first flashback that you saw where they're talking in the library, and I just felt like they were closer than normal friends should be, and the way they were talking was a little softer than normal friends yeah. should be talking. I just thought that Hamilton was kind of a goofy guy. A like bit. Dreamerland <laughs> all the time. You well, know? If, you, if you go back even to last season, and they talk about the fact that the, there's this rumor that Flint essentially killed his best friend and stole his best friend's wife. And, like, essentially, Flint is mm-hmm. the reason he's probably dead because he didn't help him. But then at the same time, he pursued these goals that got him arrested and, you have know, they, put have away. They confirmed he was dead. They said that he's dead. They said he was dead yeah, the, or just when, locked away. When he and Miranda were talking, that, you know, he's gone and there's nothing we can do about it. That's what they said. So I don't know if that means he's actually dead, dead, but or just locked, asylum, still locked away in but the asylum. But they, they they commented that he was dead in season one oh, because okay. when uh, Richard found that picture of Miranda and Lord Hamilton but, together, but wasn't that the story? I don't know. I'm a little yeah. skeptical. Maybe about like the cover. I, I feel or, like there's yeah. so much that we so there's so many questions covered. now that I have that I I wish I had better answers for that I can't even imagine. And, and there's so many ways that it could go. <laughs> so confused, like Flint was shattered. <laughs> <laughs> this is my world is raining down. All right. Guys, I feel like we've done a thorough job. Do you mm-hmm. have things you want to talk about for today's episode? I mean, the very end, Vane comes in and we've, we've got... Right, but we've got kind of a cliffhanger here, and I'm assuming, obviously, that's where we're going to pick up, but... It's not going to happen. Oh, nobody's going to die. Neither no, of them, I no. mean. Eleanor's going to come in and save the day. No, yeah. just the fact that this is like a prequel to Treasure Island. He has to find the golden berry somewhere, right? right? He right. can't die yet. But Vane could die. 
no, no, Vane, don't die. <laughs> Is there, I feel like there's too much that those characters need to do together still yeah, before right. it can go apart. Uh, but yeah, they, we left this cliffhanger where Vane comes in and attacks Flint mm-hmm. as he's in this like lost world of thought after he's been pondering all these things that happened and these emotions and yeah. This, Vane, give the man some time. To <laughs> he needs to process. process. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> nope, no time. Then they left us with a cliffhanger with the, the knife at the throat of Flint mm-hmm. with Flint's on his back. Yeah, I, I think that uh, in terms of a prediction standpoint, he is going to be there, but uh, Eleanor's going to come in. Eleanor? She's going to stop him. Okay. That's the only person that Vane's going to listen to. Right. So so let's talk, let's do that. Let's talk about predictions right now here at After Buzz TV. Woo! Oh, gosh. You're After Buzz TV. <laughs> I love the flashlights. Hey. So. Jamie. Hey, so, Ryan. What's up over there? You know. Thanks for joining us in the panel. We appreciate you being here. Hey, it's yeah. been really fun. I <laughs> want to know what you think might happen next week on the After Buzz TV Black Sales episode 14 XIV. I have some questions and some hopes. I hope that... Go on. Tell me all about it. I hope. I hope that Billy Bones talks to the crew and gets them mm-hmm. on Flint's side. One. I... Kind of want Flint to change his mind about Abigail because I feel like that's going to be another plot twist between him and Charles Vane. And then uh, I want to figure out what's going on with Mr. Guthrie and Eleanor. I hope yeah. nothing. So those are my hopes. I guess hopes I don't have a lot of predictions. Can sail you off into the ocean. Lauren's <laughs> on. I think that Anne is going to do something. Um, reactionary out of Jack kind of choosing Max over her. I think she's going to do something a little extreme, but probably not too crazy. But she's going to do something. Something reactionary that could get her on the crew because they're like, oh crap, did you see what she just did? Badass. Look how we need her. They know she's badass. I think the reason she's on the crew is their stigma because she killed the last crew. Yeah. That's that's pretty much what he said. They're like, then look that over. Only if we drop Max, but you know, can't take Post, Post a little more useful. Yeah, so I think Anne's going to do something a little scrappy and intense, probably. I think Eleanor and her dad's partnership is going to solidify a bit more. Maybe Underhill comes into the picture. I'm not sure. I do think there's going to be a clear Abigail, Ash, Vane, and Flint. Drama pyramid of yeah. triangleness. Yeah, because <laughs> you made a little triangle. I, I did. Yeah, acting it out. There's going to be some drama and conflict there for sure because we know Vane wants the ransom and Flint wants to steal her to take her back and get good favor with her dad. So we shall see. Those are kind of my. Are you, is moments. that all? I, I mean, I think so. What are yours? I'm, I'm just asking if that's all. I again, I feel like definitely that the Vane Flint thing is going to get broken up by Eleanor. That's pretty easy call because she's mm-hmm. in the building. Um, I think that stuff is going to progress with the Eleanor Richard alliance and all that, but it's going to lead to t- troubled times down the road. Something bad's going to happen between that after it progresses. Yeah, um, definitely. I do think that Abigail Ash is going to again. She, I know she's going to be a bigger part in the show as they proceed with this season, and I think that she's going to end up out and about in the world. Yeah. I wonder if she kind of sides with either of them to kind of... What, I think she's going to go with Vane because, you know, Vane is the one that's been helping her and protecting her right. from Ned Lowe. And also then Jack uh, Jack is going to get their first prize and he's going to prove himself to be kind of a badass captain. Yeah. Oh, yeah and get definitely. his cool flag. And get his cool flag. <laughs> All right. Cool. 
<laughs> Guys, thank you so much for tuning in to our AfterBuzz TV Black Sales podcast. We will be back next week to talk about episode 14. Uh, make sure you follow all of us on the internet. So, uh, Lauren Salon, why don't you tell them where they can find out all about you? You guys can find me at Lauren Salon. That's S-A-L-A-U-N on all social media. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, you name it. Hey, Jamie Elias, how about you? Uh, you can find me at Jamie... S. Elias? Man, I almost forgot my own Twitter oh, handle there. On Twitter and Instagram, Facebook too, if you please. What about Jamie you? Jamie S. Elias. That sounds about right. And that Hami Helios. Jaime Elias. All right. And as always, you can find me at RyanOaks92 on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat. Don't forget to check out all of our other shows on AfterBuzz TV in terms of our iTunes, our YouTube. Don't forget to go over and check out Podcast One's new American Crime podcast. And we'll be back next week. Catch you guys later. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.